0: Hello, I'm Rick Connum. Welcome to Your Maryland. In 1893, the nation fell into the worst depression it had ever seen. By the end of the year, a quarter of the railroads had collapsed and a fifth of the country was out of work. In Baltimore, that winter was especially cold and cheerless. Not only were times hard, but the city's baseball team remained a doormat in the National League. No one knew it, but at least on the diamond, things were about to get better. Ned Hanlon had taken over the team and begun trading away the loafers and has-beens for promising players other teams had given up on. From Pittsburgh, he got Joe Kelly, a handsome lady killer with power but weak baseball skills. From the New York Giants came towering over-the-hill slugger Dan Brothers, whose bat they said was the size of a wagon tongue. The Giants also tossed in a 5-foot, 4-inch infielder named Willie Keeler. Hanlon brought in Louisville's weak-hitting shortstop Huey Jennings and St. Louis outfielder Walter Scott Brody, the reckless son of a Confederate cavalry officer who practiced catching fly balls with his back to the plate. Since this was mob town, the Orioles already had a formidable catcher in Wilbert Robinson, pitcher Sadie McMahon and John McGraw. McMahon, an Irish roughneck with a wicked curveball, had been acquitted of murder five years before. Muggsy McGraw was five feet seven inches of pure hostility And looked like he could commit murder any day. In the spring of 1894, Hanlon took his team south to Macon, Georgia for spring training. There he turned them into masters of speed and deception. By the time they left Macon, they could work the hit and run and double steal, bunt for hits, and were inventing the suicide squeeze. This was called inside baseball, and nobody played it better. Opening day brought the New York Giants to town. Favored to win the pennant over the defending champion Boston Bean Eaters, they were huge men with the league's best pitching. Hanlon had suggested that the city deck itself out in orange and black, the colors of the Baltimore Oriole, and so it was that glorious April day. As the sellout crowd of more than 15,000 packed its way inside Union Park, an orchestra played, Be Kind, for they are orphans. Against the Giants' fireballing Amos Rusie, the Orioles in bright white uniforms, black stockings, and white caps unleashed their new game and won 8-3. to the economy was still terrible, but Baltimoreans could smile as their team took three straight. That season was the finest Baltimore had ever seen. The Orioles won 24 of their last 25 and went into Cleveland, needing only one more to win the pennant. After dropping the first game, they went up against an Ohio farm boy named Denton True Young, nicknamed Cy for Cyclone. With a score tied 5-5, to Wee Willie Keeler smashed a hit to deep right center field, and raced around the bases for an inside-the-park home run. The Orioles won 14-9 to and clinched the first of three consecutive National League pennants. The next few years saw the best baseball ever played anywhere. Joe Kelly broke hearts and hit for power. Huey Jennings played shortstop the way no one has before or since. Muggsy McGraw, sitting on the Oriole bench hard by the third base line, threw bats at the feet of opposing runners and ostentatiously sharpened his spikes with a hand file. Groundskeeper Thomas Murphy built up the baselines to help Oriole Bunt stay fair and let the weeds in right field grow high enough to hide a ball. That which Willie Keeler threw into the cutoff man wasn't always the same ball the batter had hit. Louisville rookie Honus Wagner got a single his first time up against Baltimore and his second time up connected again. I might have had a triple, he said, but Jack Doyle gave me the hip at first, Huey Jennings chased me wide around second, and John McGraw blocked me off at third, then jammed the ball into my belly, knocking the wind out of me. No one who ever played or watched the 1894 Orioles ever forgot them. And their glorious season clearly illustrates one of history's most important lessons. Hard times come and go, but in baseball, better times are only a year away. (laughs)